There are ancient legends across many cultures that tell of a demon or deity that feed on the blood of the living. These tales, with the belief that the dead could rise again, gave way to one of our most well-known monsters, a being so powerful and charismatic that you could easily become their next meal. This monster's complexity has inspired media for centuries, and will continue as humans remain under the trance of vampires. <laughs> Welcome to 13 Degrees of Screams, where we watch and dissect your favorite spooky movies. I'm your host, Alex. And Stephanie. And this is a mostly horror podcast. Each season, we will rank 13 movies on a scariness scale from, you guessed it, 1 to 13. We will uncover the real-life myths and legends that inspire these movies, and tell you just how authentic they are. This week, we break into our vampire neighbor's house in Fright Night. So, Stephanie. Yes. Have you seen Fright Night before we watched it for the podcast? I actually saw it when it came out, and I didn't realize it. You didn't realize it? No. How did you manage that? I just remember watching it in theaters, but apparently once once I was done, I was like, that was fun. I'll and, file that away for later. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need that right now. This will come up ten years from now. <laughs> On a podcast that I haven't conceived yet. Yeah, exactly. And I just never remembered the name, apparently, so... So Here we are. <laughs> at what point did you realize, oh, I saw this movie? Pretty much instantly, honestly. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, son of a beach. Mm-hmm. Like, after, like, maybe the first scene, I was like, eh. But then after we got to the main characters, I was like, yeah, definitely seen these kids before. Yeah. Have you seen the original 1985 version? No. Definitely no? Not. Did you know it existed? No. Did you? I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know. I, I saw this one, mm-hmm. the remake, like. Two times or so when it first came out on DVD. Didn't see it in theaters. And I knew of Fright Night prior to, like the original, Mm -hmm. but never saw it. But it is a very well-known movie. I'm surprised you never saw the original, though, because you're kind of like a horror buff. Uh, Ish. I want to see it. It's just one of those things I haven't... Got to, yeah. Got to, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'll watch it eventually. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just <laughs> think of, like, your childhood and how, like, they sat baby Alex down and, like, make him watch it. Oh, like... Well, they didn't make me watch it. <laughs> I watched it on my own volition. Mm. Uh, maybe I did. I mean, I might have seen it as a kid. Now that you say that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe you also don't remember. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, no. I don't think I've seen it. But. Okay. I have seen this one. All right. Did you enjoy it? I did. I think it's a lot of fun. I think all the characters are pretty funny. Uh, David Tennant, obviously, is attractive. (laughs) (laughs) That's the takeaway? Yes. If there's one thing you could take away from this movie, is David Tennant is attractive. Yes. Okay, that's fair. Mm -hmm. How about you? (laughs) Do you think David Tennant (laughs) is attractive? (laughs) No. Uh, I like the movie. I like a mix of comedy and horror. Anytime you could kind of blend those two, I'm like on board. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And of course, um, McLovin's in it too. He's got a couple fun lines. Yeah. I forgot he existed. I forgot he was an actor. Like, what yeah, happened to him? I don't know. Justin Superbad and Fright Night, apparently. Yeah. No, there's, I know he's in more, but oh, I'm he sure. kind of just like fell off the face of the earth, I feel. Yeah. But he was big around that time, right? I guess so. 2011. I feel like that was more like junior high kind of time. And then maybe he took a, I don't know. 2011. No, like before, before oh. that movie came out. Oh, it was kind of like, big then, but that's not that math doesn't math. <laughs> it's not right. 
Either way, I I do not know. I never watched a lot of his stuff anyway. That's fair. Where did you have Fright Night ranked? Uh, As a 12, which was a mistake. (laughs) That was a little bit of a mistake. Yeah. Again, Uh, didn't recognize the title, and I was like, it says Fright Night. So literally, it's going to be a scary time. It's going to be a scary night. It's going to be a frightful night. (laughs) Like, it has to be scary, right? Mm -hmm. It's implied. (laughs) As soon as it started, the movie started, where you're like, oh, shit, I put this in the wrong spot. Yeah, yeah, I did. I was like, oh, shit, I've seen this. <laughs> For what it's worth, I had it as a 10, which isn't much lower than you, but I'm not sure if that's going to stay where it is, depending on how some of these other movies well, like we were talking about, too, out. with the scale and stuff, we're going to need to put, like, a ranking for, like, indestructibleness, too. Yeah. Because, like... The way the main vampire just, like, keeps going, like, no matter what. No problem. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. It's pretty intimidating, in a way. Yeah. Uh, there's so many factors into what's scary, so I guess, like, Yeah. I must admit, relentlessness is scary where you can't, like, hide or anything, because right. they, they just be coming for you. Right, exactly. So I guess in that aspect, that is definitely a fucking 12, because you ain't stopping. Yeah. No matter what you do. Right. I mean, we'll go through it when we go through the plot, but, oh my god. Jerry coming. Jerry! <laughs> Fucking Jerry. Are you ready to dive into some of the movie background? Yeah. Okay. Friday Night is a 2011 horror comedy film directed by Craig Gillespie and starring Anton Yelchin, Colin Farrell, and David Tennant. The film is a remake of the 1985 film of the same name directed by Tom Holland. The plot revolves around high school student Charlie Brewster, played by Anton, who discovers that his new neighbor Jerry, played by Colin, is a vampire. Charlie turns to his friends and self-proclaimed vampire expert Peter Vincent, who is played by David Tennant, for help in defeating Jerry and saving his family and friends. One of the most notable aspects of Fright Night is the mix of horror and comedy, as we kind of discussed already. Director Craig Gillespie perfectly balances the two genres, creating a film that is both frightening and hilarious. The film's humor comes from Charlie's attempts to convince his friends and family that Jerry is a vampire, as well as from the character of Peter Vincent, who is initially skeptical of Charlie's claims, but eventually becomes a key player in the fight against Jerry. The film's special effects and makeup are impressive, creating a sense of gothic horror that harkens back to classic vampire films of the past. The film's use of lighting and color is also noteworthy, with red and blue hues being used to create a sense of unease and tension. So, blue and red. Right. They do the whole twilight blue screen over everything. Yeah. It takes place in Arizona? Yeah. Yes. In Vegas. Or Nevada. Nevada. Oh, not... Yeah. Nevada. St. <laughs> Deserty area. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Las Vegas is in Nevada. Um, but so it runs during the day. It's like red. Like just red filter. Yeah. And yeah. then as soon as Jerry pops in, blue filter. Just constantly. <laughs> Two colors. Red and blue. Pick one. Yes. Bright Night also explores important themes such as the nature of fear and the importance of belief. Charlie's fear of Jerry is initially dismissed by those around him, leading him to question his own sanity. However, as he begins to gather evidence to support his claims, he realizes the importance of belief in the face of danger. Rotten Tomatoes gave this film an approval rating of 72% based on 178 reviews and an average rating of 6.28 out of 10, which is very specific. Yeah. So can't round that up to 2.5. 6.28. Yeah. No, can't can't be a 6, but can't be 6.5. We gotta be as accurate as possible. <laughs> People need to know that point three two is very important. <laughs> yes. The site's critical consensus reads, It may not have been necessary to remake the 1985 cult classic, 
but the new Fright Night benefits from terrific performances by Colin Farrell and David Tennant, and is both smart, funny, and stylishly gory to boot. It's pretty gory. Yeah, I'd say so. Towards the end, I was like, oh. Mm, yeah. Oh. And I mean, the vampires' faces do change and look kind of creepy when they're about to attack. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize, I forgot that this movie was made for 3D. Oh. You could tell. Yeah. With some of the things flying at your face. Right. And the, the first time it happened, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that This was a 3D movie, wasn't it? This yeah. was at the height of 3D being all the craze. Everything had to be 3D. And it's a little jarring. If you're not watching in 3D, you're like, hmm. Yeah. I remember, I think, in theaters, too, like, stuff in the credits would come out at you. Maybe that's Final Destination. Either way. <laughs> I think Final Destination, for sure. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, I forgot that they had those scenes that just randomly things fly in and like they could do it well, but I feel like this movie kind of just throws shit at you. Yeah. It was a little noticeable, but I forgot about that. Yeah. 3D. Interesting. It's weird, too. Like, they just didn't think about it, like, in the future of how it would relate to television, I guess. No, they're like, this is only going to be played in the theater. Never (laughs) once again on TV. Everyone will take their 3D glasses home. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're still, like, popular, but they had 3D TVs for a while. Oh. I don't really... Really? Yeah. I haven't seen them in a minute. Right? I I don't know. I didn't know this was a thing. 3D TVs? Yeah, no. No. I know that they have those curved ones. Doesn't the curved ones do that? No. No? Okay. (laughs) I don't just get a shit. Shut her down. (laughs) Would you like to hear about the plot? I guess. If you must. (laughs) We open on a family being killed off by a vampire in a suburb of Las Vegas. I said Los Angeles. (laughs) We don't know where the hell. (laughs) Wherever. It's a desert. We don't know. We're somewhere in western United States. (laughs) Potentially. (laughs) I'll try again. We open on a family being killed off by a vampire in a suburb of Las Vegas. Afterwards, we focus on teenager Charlie Brewster, who has made it with the in crowd and is dating the popular girl Amy Peterson, although this means he is no longer on speaking terms with his nerdy childhood friend, Ed. Mm-mm. Yeah. He somehow broke into the popular crowd. Mm-hmm. And definitely does not follow the verbiage of bros before ho. <laughs> <laughs> The verbiage, yes, he does not. He does not follow that creed, right? Very well. And we talked about one of the Francos being in this. It's James, I think. Um, yes. Which, yeah. oh, eh? Eh. Like, eh? like why? Eh? Like as a person, isn't or? he icky or is it Dave? I think it's Dave. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Shepherd. They're both icky by association. Right? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but he's one of the friends in like the popular crowd with. Charlie, and I swear he sees him talking to Ed at one point in school. And, and Franco comes over to him and basically is like, what you doing there? Like, talking to him as if he's, like, in, a, like, AA or something and, like, about to fall off the wagon by talking to Ed. <laughs> like, yeah. no, don't slip. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe that's why he feels pressure not to talk to him anymore, but... I don't know. It's It's... I mean, you could tell... James Franco's character, which I don't even know his name in the movie, to be quite mm-hmm. honest, is not all about Charlie being in this group. Mm-hmm. And then otherwise, it's just Amy. <laughs> so, okay. Right. And Amy is just an unrealistic character. Yes. In my opinion, but we'll get there. 
However, Ed is desperate to speak with him because their other friend, Adam, is one of several kids that's gone missing recently. So he blackmails Charlie by threatening to release a video that shows them all role-playing as superheroes unless he comes to search Adam's home with him. Mm-mm. They all know. Yeah. They already know this happens. It's not like you changed schools. No. Like, like Charlie, they know you did this. Yeah. Like, they know who you are. Don't worry about it. <laughs> let him... Let him release that tape right it, it'll like, be fine. amy clearly made some exceptions <laughs> <laughs> Amy's like eh, yeah she settled right <laughs> <laughs> those are things i used to do so oh. I, i'm allowed to i'm allowed to make fun of it yeah there you go they search adam's home which appears to be deserted as it is the house from the beginning scene and ed is convinced it was the work of charlie's new neighbor vampire jerry <laughs> <laughs> just like that's fucking jerry i know it yeah, and they're like, Vampire Jerry? There's no way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I would also be like, it's not fucking Jerry, Charlie. No. <laughs> Jerry? Right. But Charlie isn't buying it and tells Ed that they are no longer friends. Later on his way home, Ed is confronted by Jerry, claiming that he knows he's been watching him, and chases after him through the neighborhood. Ultimately, he is cornered in a pool, so Ed succumbs when Jerry says he'd be better off as a vampire and sees no other way but to let Jerry bite him. Yeah, Ed's like, fuck it. Yeah, this is fine. He gives up. Yeah. He falls into the pool. He's like, the warm embrace of Jerry. Right. (laughs) Yeah, because wasn't Jerry, uh, he was like doing some renovation in his house, and there's a big dumpster. In his front yard? Yeah. Is that, that was happening at this point? Yeah, because Charlie's mom's like a realtor, mm-hmm. and she was complaining about, like, it bringing down the value of the neighborhood, that he had a dumpster out there or something yeah. like that. That's what tipped him off. Mm-hmm. Only vampires do renovations. <laughs> <laughs> and for Ed, he tries to, like, run through somebody's house. Like, he knows all vampire lore, apparently. So he, like, runs into someone's home and thinks that he's safe, but it's an abandoned house. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. You know, it's not owned, so... Jerry can come in. Yeah, he doesn't need to be invited in. He's like, abandoned. I'm like, oh, oh, hell no. And I, you know what? I don't feel bad for Ed. You don't? No. <laughs> I, okay. I, I don't know. I don't like him very much. Maybe I just don't like the actor. I don't uh, know. Yeah. I was like, fuck Ed. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Ed. He's trying to blackmail his friend. That's true. That's weird. I mean, but I, we but we agreed they all knew. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just stupid, Ed. Like, it's not going to work. Fair. So the next day, when Ed doesn't show up to school, Charlie knows something's wrong, so he goes to his house to go through his research on vampires and his neighbor, Jerry. (laughs) Every time you say Jerry, I can't. I know. Uh, There he finds a recording of objects moving on their own, with Ed's voiceover stating that they are filming Jerry, but his image doesn't show up on the recording. So, like, you see a car door shutting, but no one's getting out of the car, and... Yeah, it's creepy. Is it like the whole mirror situation? They don't have reflections? Yeah, I guess so. Apparently, technology is just can't do it. No. It's like, vampire, what are you talking about? Right. That doesn't exist. (laughs) Finally, believing in Ed's suspicions, Charlie starts investigating, and Jerry, seemingly aware of that, ends up asking him for a beer since he's having a girl over. They have a weird standoff as Jerry tries to use any excuse to enter the house, but Charlie won't give him permission. When... (laughs) You're no, like, no. no. <laughs> For those listening, I'm wagging my finger like, hell no, no, no. You're not allowed in. Fucking vampire Jerry, fuck you. When Charlie sees Jerry has invited over a woman from the neighborhood and hears her screaming, he calls the cops. But Jerry convinces them that they were just having too much fun. <laughs> uh, one of them is having too much fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. 
Fucking assault. Right. So Charlie sneaks into Jerry's house to save her, finding her bitten but alive in one of the several rooms hidden behind a closet. Yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Where... What part of the house? It's like that's not between the walls. Like, where did all this extra space go right. from? I'd like to also talk to the construction company and the development. Like, who who approved that? Like, yeah. there's just all this extra house that we didn't do anything with. So perfect for you to build cells to like capture women, yeah, and trap them, <laughs> just in case. Or what if the house came like that? <laughs> what if Jerry got it donated to him from another vampire? And uh, yeah, or a serial killer. Well, yeah, I mean. Maybe they have, like, a blog or something. (laughs) (laughs) Serial Killer Anonymous. Yeah. Serial Killer slash Vampire. Anonymous. Anonymous. Yeah. And then they could just buy homes off each other that already have torture chambers. Right. You know. Well, maybe that's why he had the dumpster. Maybe he did build it. Because didn't he say it was a contractor? Yeah. No. Well, that in the basement, too. Oh, yes. Yes. Area. Okay. Okay. So he was just, like, tearing up this shit. Right. And, yeah. So there's, like, what, six? At least six rooms? I think so. He manages to get her out, but once she's exposed to sunlight, she bursts into flames. Immediately. Yeah. Like, you know how, like, some vampires, you kind of get a moment of, like, if you're in the sun, you could kind of, like... It's just, like, a little... Yeah. But oh, no. If no. you're one of, these, one of these vampires, you're immediately exploding. Yeah. You have, like, no chance of maybe trying to get back in. Yeah. You're dust. <laughs> she was, like, boosh. Right. And then it then appears that Jerry just let them escape to toy with Charlie. Like, he full well knew that they were escaping out of the house. Oh, yeah. He just watched them. Yeah. Because he knew what was about to happen. <laughs> right. After doing more research, Charlie goes to talk to vampire expert and magician Peter Vincent, but isn't taken seriously and is dismissed. When he arrives home to his worried mother and girlfriend, Amy, Jerry comes knocking to complain about Charlie breaking into his house to his mother. But Charlie manages to convince her not to let him in. Without an invitation, Jerry's barred from the house, so he takes matters into his own hands and uses the house's natural gas to blow it up. Oh my god, so I forgot this whole situation happens. And, like, he's not, like, trying to convince them. I thought, like, this played out longer, where right. he's, like, trying to, like, hide the fact that he's a vampire. No. Oh no, as soon as, like, they're like, don't let him in. He's like, alright, fuck this. And then, like... <laughs> He literally, like, goes into their yard and, like, pulls a pipe out of the yard and breaks it. And I feel like the mom and girlfriend are still like, why is Jerry doing this? Like, I know. Like, not that Jerry's a vampire, just Jerry's inconveniencing us. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, I meant to mention, the mom is played by Tony Collette. Yes. Who was also in... Hereditary. Six, Hereditary, but also success. Oh, yeah. I meant to mention anything Tony Collette's in, I'm pretty much on board with, so. Forgot, I, I don't know how I forgot her. Yeah. But she's in this movie. Ah. Tony. <laughs> so they blow up the house. Or Jerry blows up the house. Charlie, his mother, and Amy barely make it out and flee with the minivan into the desert. Jerry chases after in his truck, relentless in his effort to get them. He tears open their car at one point and causes them to crash into another driver. Jerry kills the other driver and goes after Charlie. The other driver is Jerry from the old movie. Oh, okay. Chris Randon. How ironic. Yeah. How, how, that's just happenstance. He totally wasn't cast in this movie to be a cameo at all. No. He just happened to audition. I want to be the man who gets hit. <laughs> well, I just thought it was ironic that, like, Jerry kills the man that used to be Jerry. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, as if he's giving his power to Jerry. 
somebody is thinking way outside the box here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It all connects. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> Jerry kills the other driver and goes after Charlie, but his mother saves him by stabbing Jerry with a real estate sign. That should, I mean. That should have been enough. I think she missed the heart. Uh, yeah. Is the issue, but that was a, that's a wooden stake. Right. Right. Are we going to count that? Like, maybe, was it, like, through his stomach? or Yeah, his... it was, like, right in the middle of his chest area. Okay, so it wasn't, like, in his heart, technically. No, so I don't maybe, think so. Maybe that's why. I'm like, oh, you, perfect. I, it was a wooden stake, literally, <laughs> and you just missed it. Right. Like, inches, probably. So now Jerry's still? Yeah. So she then faints from a head injury she sustained in the crash, and Charlie and Amy take her to a hospital. And they're doing the most <laughs> to keep her... Sh- Protected, they put like a bunch of crosses in her window and stuff, and said she's religious. <laughs> yeah, there's at least twenty to thirty crosses on the window. Yeah. That was really funny when the nurse was like, "Um, it's like, oh, she's religious. religious." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they they abandoned her at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> you made it seem like they like just like, all right, bye, mom. They have a mission to do. Okay, I'm sure oh, okay. they'd rather rather be there with her. Right. Okay. They leave. Yes, all right, they leave. (laughs) (laughs) Abandoned. After his mom's admitted, Charlie receives a call from Peter Vincent telling him to come over. Peter tried to give Charlie and Amy advice on how to defeat Jerry, but they are interrupted when a package is delivered, and a now vampire Ed is posing as the delivery guy. Maybe this is why I don't like Ed. Maybe. This this whole... He's just very cocky, and (laughs) I don't know, He's a vampire now, so he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. It's basically what happens when you turn, besides, you know, yeah, having to drink blood and not being able to go in the sun. You also become an ass. Right. So, he's a dick. Yeah, can't be a nice <laughs> man and a vampire. No, I hated this part. I'm like, dude, ugh. So irritating. So, Charlie and Ed fight as Derry arrives, but is subdued momentarily when Amy uses holy water on him. Meanwhile, Peter hides out in a panic room away from it all. Charlie then kills Ed in the fight. Oh, by the way, Peter Vincent is, like, this magician person. I mean, I I think I kind of glanced over it in the initial description. Uh But he's got, like, this big, like, cult following as this super knowledgeable guy on vampires and monsters and stuff. Yeah, it's weird. He's a magician, but he's known for, like, vampire. I'm like, that's really weird. Yeah. Like, pick one. Are you a magician or are you a vampire? Expert? I'm guessing it's like just kind of like a theatrical magician thing. Yeah. But, yeah. He does shows and stuff on the Las Vegas Strip. And when you first see him, he has like long hair and fake facial hair. And mm-hmm. it's, all, it's all fake. Yeah. And I think you're supposed to be led to believe that he doesn't, like it's all fake. Mm-hmm. But he actually kind of knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Because he has like a full room full of like artifacts basically from yeah. this kind of stuff. And that's why they have holy water on hand there. Yeah, I do like the part, though, where Amy tries to shoot Jerry with silver bullets. Mm-hmm. And he's like, werewolves. Which mm-hmm. makes it seem like there's werewolves in this universe, too. Yeah, I would imagine. kind of cool. Yeah. I kind of like that. Definitely. Charlie <laughs> then kills Ed in the fight. And right before he deteriorates, he, um, some semblance of humanity returns to him. And he tells Charlie it's okay. Charlie and Amy run into a club to get away from Jerry. <laughs> but they're separated in the crowd. It Literally, though, it's not really they're separated in the crowd. It's more or less that Charlie gets carded and Amy is let in because she's a pretty girl. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do get separated. But. Yeah, either way. <laughs> and um, 
Jerry hypnotizes Amy, bites her, and takes her away. Charlie just goes back to Peter's after that. <laughs> like, What do I do? Yeah. And uh, tries to convince him to help him defeat Jerry, but Peter refuses, admitting that his parents were killed by a vampire, a.k.a. Jerry, when he was a child. What are the odds? I know. That Jerry just shows up. Right. Like, it was all very convenient. Like, yeah. Peter Vincent's there, then Jerry just shows up. Why here? Which makes me wonder, like... Is he English in this movie? Like, I know he's English in real life, or at least, like, no. Scottish or I something. Don't... Was it, I... like, in a different country? No. No, I think he's American. In this yeah, movie. I was going to say, I, I don't remember him having an accent. Oh, my God, did I not realize? Maybe I just um, <laughs> blocked he, it out. He's smooth. I don't know. Like... <laughs> you weren't listening to what he was saying. <laughs> that that scene where he's, like, taking off all his clothes, and he's just, like, <laughs> shirtless. So he's like... <laughs> Doesn't matter. No thought. Smooth brain. <laughs> Oh, yeah, maybe. (laughs) So that makes me wonder, like, if he is American and everything in this, like, we think, was Jerry just hanging out in Nevada this whole time and was always less than 50 minutes away from Peter? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why he moved in. So if he lived in Nevada, it was somewhere else. Right. And we didn't mention, like, where, so it's like a little suburb. But it's, like, one of those little developments surrounded by nothing. Yeah. It's, like, four or five streets, and then just, it's very strange. A little right. pocket of suburbia. Like, and when the Ed, desert. And when Ed's trying to convince Charlie in the beginning that um, Jerry's a vampire, he even tells him that this development's perfect because there's tons of families and stuff here, and but it's ultimately secluded, mm-hmm. and... Um, since it's so close to the strip, so many people have night jobs, so it's perfectly normal, normal for somebody to be just out and about at night. And yeah, it's true. It's possible. However, Peter does give Charlie a special stake that if he kills Jerry with it, it should turn his victims back into humans. Charlie goes back to Jerry's house, and Peter ends up meeting him there anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's like, just kidding, I'm here. Yeah, uh, it's... I felt so pointless writing it down. I'm like, he says no, but then it's yes within five minutes. Yeah, I mean, when you watch it, you can see the develop character development. There's a lot of no's for ultimately him just showing up. It's like when you like don't want to go out, and then your friend like just kind of breaks you down. You're like, fine, I'll go. Right. That's what happened. Okay. Yeah, Peter ends up beating him there to help. They break all the windows to let the sunlight in and end up searching the basement. There, most of the neighborhood, including Amy, have been turned to vampires and attack them. <laughs> There's so many people. There's so many. Buried in the wall. Yeah. Way. And, like, he gutted the basement. It's not, like, just a basement. It is, like, 20 feet from ground. To right. It's just, like, dirt. And, dirt. And... It probably didn't even have a basement originally, honestly. He probably just dug deep into yeah, the... Maybe. Regardless, into, like, a is, crawl space or something. This is a crawl mansion. <laughs> <laughs> it's it huge. A, it's huge. And, like, half the town is buried in a wall. And, Including Franco and his friends, too. Like, he managed yeah. to kill them and... Well, not kill them, but attack them in the meantime. Yeah. Oh, Jerry. Jerry's been busy. He's, like, building an army, yeah. I think, is, like, the whole... Yeah, I swear David Tennant says something about it, too. Like, yeah. Building his reins, which, from what? Like, okay. Anyways. (laughs) Peter is bit in the fight, but manages to shoot a hole in the ceiling to let the sunlight in. Jerry and Charlie have a standoff, as he seems to be out of options. Like, they're all surrounded. Peter's about to turn at any point, kind of thing. Yeah, he's like, 
like the sunlight starting to kind of like affect him, so he's like trying to like yeah lay out of the way. And he's like, I'm smoking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're in, in trouble, buddy. Right. But Charlie, wearing a flame retardant suit, which I didn't realize, uh, sets himself on fire so he can distract Jerry while he tries to stab him. Charlie stabs Jerry in the heart, killing him, and all the other vampires become human again. Thank God. Yeah. Afterwards, Amy and Charlie are still together now, you know, that she's not a vampire anymore. And yeah. they can hook up at Peter's house because they're friends. Yeah, I always use my friend's house. Yeah, they love that. <laughs> can I use your broom? Although, to be fair, we didn't really describe what... He, it's like a big... Pet open house pen, kind of Yeah. I mean, I get it. I'd be like, can I borrow your... <laughs> They're on the floor, aren't they? They're not even like in. I, yeah, I guess. I don't even know. Yeah, like on the floor. I don't know. They're they're making whoopee. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and Charlie's mom now recovered goes looking for a new house. And that's it. The end. Could you imagine being turned to a vampire, being shoved in the wall, and then becoming human again? Yeah, no. Like no amount of therapy is going to get me over <laughs> that. Okay, like they ain't going to believe me. First of all, <laughs> although if a mass of like fifty people all stand up, be like. Yeah, it's true. We were all turned into vampires. Right. I mean, you guys can start your own support group that way. Yeah. <laughs> At least you know plenty of people that have also experienced it. That gives me a good idea. Sequel time, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. Fright Night Part 2. There's a Fright Night 3, apparently. Oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> well, re, uh, sequel to this one. <laughs> yes. Okay. So this is Fright Night Part 2, right? So it's all the people. It follows James Franco's character, who has reformed He's a good person now after mm-hmm. everything that went down, right? So what happens is he forms this group, and they all have a little support group, like you said, and they meet every Wednesday. They get a pizza. And then what happens is a werewolf comes in. Oh, there you go. It's about werewolves. Yeah. And then he turns them into werewolves. Oh. So then the former vampires are now being turned into vampires. Right. So then they need another support group altogether if they survive yeah. that. Yeah, so then once they survive that, those who turn into werewolves make their own support group. And then the third one is zombies. Yeah, makes the most sense. That's <laughs> that's the natural progression. <laughs> yeah. Vampire, werewolf, zombie. Less coming back from that one. <laughs> we are geniuses, obviously. Hollywood, we got your scripts. I'm just waiting for the call. Like <laughs> We got it. Uh, okay, so did you want to hear a little background on this whole Jerry mythology that Peter tries to enlighten us on, but you kind of miss it? Yeah, the mythology of Jerry. Yes, yeah. I do want to hear about that. <laughs> Peter Vincent says there are many breeds of vampires, and Jerry Dandridge, I didn't know his last name, I just know him as Jerry the Vampire, belongs to a very strong breed from the Mediterranean that is tribal in nature and nests in the earth. That's why they were all in the oh, fall, I see you we texted about the different vampires and I think I just blocked this part out of the movie. <laughs> I think he was like always oh, going to the background. It was just very like shoved in there along with all the weaponry and stuff like yeah, that. Like too. the bodies on the wall just kind of shoved in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. We just talk shit and things. This is how we work. <laughs> Peter also indicated that to take out several tribal members of Jerry's breed takes an entire army. They have three faces, a normal human-looking one, a vampire face with black eyes and with elongated canine teeth, and sometimes other teeth that elongate and become fangs. And they also have a more monstrous vampire face with sharp teeth. Yeah, we do see glimpses of that every once in a while when Jerry's real getting into it, you know? Yeah. Like, when Jerry's 
harmed, I think, when he first stabs him, he, like, I don't know, like, his whole face changes. Yeah. Doesn't even look like him anymore. No, it looks like a very uh, shoddy CGI yeah. creature. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's not terrible, but I'm like, ooh, that was yeah. a little much. Uh, Jerry's tribe has also been known to keep their victims alive for days in order to snack on their blood, which was clearly seen when Jerry had Doris locked up in a spare room where he fed on her when he required sustenance. Which is weird, though, because I didn't know he could keep feeding on her after she had become a vampire. That's yeah. That's kind of like where I'm like, I don't understand. How is he feeding on her, but she's also a vampire? Yeah, because, well, maybe that's just a different breed of vampire. Because, yeah. like, normally once they're a vampire, you can't, like, you can't do that no more. Maybe. Maybe she was, well, no, she blew up immediately. I was trying to think, maybe you have, like, a certain amount of time before you can't do that anymore. Maybe. Because, like, when Peter Vincent was turning... He didn't immediately blow up, but he was smoking. Yeah, So true. he was, like, cooking a little bit, you know? <laughs> so maybe he had a couple days. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Because he didn't immediately blow up. Right. True. So you have, like, a little, like, one to three days before you're spoiled. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> before you're spoiled. <laughs> the tribe may utilize snacking on humans in order to keep them from putting a strain on their food source, meaning it conserves on the amount of humans they feed on and doesn't cause their prey to go extinct. Vampires in both the original and remake cast no reflection in mirrors, nor do they show up on camera footage because of the reflective surfaces that cameras use. Much like the original film as well, the vampires in the remake cannot enter anyone's private residence without being invited in first. Once invited, vampires are capable of entering and exiting the residence at will. The only exception is residential invitations is when the residence is abandoned by the former owner. Yeah, that we talked about Ed being chased into that abandoned house. Vampires are also revealed to be possessed by a demonic essence that takes the form of ethereal smoke when a victim is turned, and it'll exercise itself and return to its originator in, if the originator is dying. Yeah, with a very specific stake. Yeah. Well... Right. No, they're talking about, like, if you kill one of his subjects or whatever. Oh, it returns to him. Yeah, the smoke kind of, like, yeah, refers yeah, yeah. to back to him. You're right, you're right. Because, oh, like, when Ed died, too, like, it kind of, like, like whooshed yeah. out of him, and then it was Ed dying. Yeah. So, are they saying, in, the, in theory, if I become, Jerry kills me, I become a vampire, am I still any part of me, or am I dead? And they're just using my body. What do you think? I think you're a mix, because, like, Ed had memories of Charlie. He knew who Charlie was. Uh-huh. So, and it wasn't just based off what Jerry had told him. He had memories and stuff. Okay. But I think it's, like, almost as if putting, like, a filter over you or something. Like a like a bad boy filter, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you're drunk with a demon. Yeah. And you just can't, maybe you just can't control yourself. In this case, it's the jackass filter, because everyone's mean <laughs> as a yeah. vampire. Everyone's a dick. Yeah. Assholes. Right. Free smears its Slavic neighbors with an abundance of undead-themed lore, and its vampires have a tendency to be island folk. The islands in Greece are said to be, like, infested with vampire colonies, which is what Jerry's breed tribe manifest, I guess. They're from tribe. Greek? I, I guess. Greek. From Greece? <laughs> <laughs> they Greek. They, they all go on Opa. <laughs> Opa! <laughs> Called Ricolacus by most and Katakakanidis by Cretans. <laughs> It, can you? <laughs> I could barely say Gillespie. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Thank you. Their presence in the Greek conscious stretches back a millennia. Their belief of why vampirism takes hold of someone runs 
the gamut from committing a series of crimes or being excommunicated from the Orthodox Church to more random reasons, such as having the bad luck of a cat jumping across your grave. We talked about that in the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't have any cats in funeral parlors. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) But that was just a comparison to what the country of origin says about them. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's all I got. I, I glo- Like I said, I glossed over that whole little bit about Jerry's background. I was like, did I make it up? Like, what I suggested to people? I don't think, I think, I don't think we used to, like, talked about doing that. Regardless, I was like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> no, I know sure. nothing. That's fine. Oh, Jerry. We love Jerry. Yeah. Jerry is Greek, apparently. If there's one thing to take away. Yeah. Greek vampires Greek are vampires. indestructible. Yeah. They're... And dirty. They're the worst, apparently. And you put them in the soil to grow for later. <laughs> They're plants. Yeah, yeah. They just like to burrow, I guess. I don't know. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show and listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, giving us a five-star rating is super helpful and we will always appreciate it. You can find us on social media at 13 Degrees of Scream. This has been 13 Degrees of Screams and we will see you next sleep. Unless you're in the ground under a basement. <laughs> oh, then you're really sleeping. Yeah.